This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, what's going on? My name is Brew. I'm on the Hollywood Raw podcast talking about everything. My rise on TikTok, my relationship, interviews gone wrong, and the most expensive thing I've ever bought, which may surprise you. Uh, Come hang out. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys. I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. What's up, Dax? Uh, what's up, everybody? My name's Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. Uh, I am based on the East Coast. Dax is on the West Coast. And we got a really cool episode today because we got someone in studio with Dax. Not with me, but in studio with Dax. Um, you're, you like this guy. You're a fan of this guy. I mean, I'm new to him, but you see this guy a lot. Yeah, no, Brew's awesome. So, you know, people know Brew as Brew on the radio from TikTok, and he is just blowing up over the last year. I mean, he's up to like 4 million followers on on TikTok, but then like Instagram, also huge numbers. He's uh, dating another huge social media star. I mean, the guy's just rocking it. He was on, um, he's on the radio out here in LA. That's, I mean, you could hear him every day out here. So anyway, he, he's awesome. I run into him all the time here at, uh, cause I, you know, for my other show pod sauce and we're in the hallways at Odyssey. And so I was like, dude, we got to get you on, uh, on, on Hollywood raw. I think, you know, people would love to know your story, how you got into not only radio, but how you got into just TikTok and social media, how you capitalized on it. You know, is this, making you tons of money like i just feel like there's so many questions for these people that are coming up in the industry and i see that he is still a long way away from where he is going to be at some point because the guy is crazy talented so it's funny say i i know there's a lot of people who are going to listen to this podcast and there's gonna be a lot of people who know who brew is but there's also gonna be a lot of people who don't know who he is i will say this if I had to bet on someone, if I had to put money on someone who's going to be the star of tomorrow, or is actually already a star, it's this guy. He's got a lot going on. Like this guy, trust me, this guy is the next Ryan Seacrest, and it's exciting to be talk to this guy before he actually blows up. Hopefully, he talks. Well, because he won't talk up. to us next time. We'll, we'll get him now before he doesn't talk to us down the road. <laughs> cool stuff going on, and uh, we're going to get into that with him. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to him. It's. Uh, you know, he's probably got some radio voice we'll hear. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for him. Before we even talk to him, we do a thing where we re- we read your reviews live on air. It's the best thing to do. If uh, if you love this podcast, we ask you to leave a review, five-star only, say a few kind words. If you do that, it means the world to us. We say it on air. It helps out with the algorithm. I'm not going to lie. That's what it does. Everyone talks about this algorithm. I don't understand how it works. This is what they tell us. They say, if you leave a review, your podcast will go up the charts. So do that. Help us go up the charts. And uh, Dax, you got a review ready? I got one. All right. This is from Aaron Alexander slash MoveMed. 
the title says epic five stars out outstanding hosts highly recommend to anyone with ears <laughs> that is a legit legit review <laughs> yeah yeah anyone with ears i mean that we should just put that on top of our bio for our our uh you know our yeah. instagram or whatever exactly show is for anyone with ears and thank you aaron for that it's really kind and honestly if you don't have ears support us you know like uh you know we support all you earless people out there yeah all you earless people support us with that said dax tell us about our guest today our guest today, who is in studio, by the way, this is a big one for us. We don't do a lot of in studio. Everything is so easy to do remote. But in studio today, our guest is a radio host who became a massive uh, internet social media star with 4.1 million fans on TikTok with over 83 million likes. He's considered the CEO of Radio TikTok, Josh Brew Brewbaker. What is up, buddy? Come on over here. Uh, dude, first off, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you coming on here. A lot of people refer to you as the the CEO of Radio TikTok. But my question for you is how did you like how did you get your start in radio? Mm-hmm. That's self-proclaimed, by the way. Like I am the only <laughs> one who called no one calls me that day to day. Even my mom. She's like, she doesn't know what I do. Um, but the radio thing, I've been in it for a long time, which is so interesting because it's weird in the industry now where a lot of people think I'm just a TikToker who like came into radio and I, I get a lot of weird hate, I feel like, from the traditional radio people. And it's just like, you know, that's just anything, especially this business. It's like any success is kind of like, you know, you get some weird people coming at you. But uh, I started radio. I've been radio for like six, seven years already. I'm, I'm 25. So I started right when I was 18. Uh, I went to a school in Michigan called Specs Howard uh, School of Media Arts. It's a one year thing. Graduated high school kind of early. So I went right into that because I wanted to do entertainment. I thought I wanted to do like sports broadcasting. I love sports. I just knew I wanted to do something a little different. Um, so I went there for a year and had the mindset of I'd go to like a university after and like continue the communications or whatever. But I was just getting job after job. Once I got out of that school, I started in a tiny town called Bad Axe, Michigan, which there's like more farm animals than people. So like the radio thing was it was really odd, but um, I got to do everything. I got to mess up a ton. I was doing like news i was hosting a polka show i was doing like classic hits where i didn't know any of the songs i'm i, I probably mispronounced every band just disrespected all these greats uh and just worked my way up market by market until the social media thing took over and really put me to the next level and got me to la where i am now so was it social media where you really felt like your career just had a big trajectory like oh just yeah changed Absolutely. Like you get millions of followers. It's going to change some stuff. And it was just all radio, which is the best part because I feel like I didn't change. I wasn't doing anything weird where I felt like I had to be someone else and then keep performing. I feel like that drain you out pretty easily. So it, it ties in nice where it's my job. I do the radio bits and just parlay that over to TikTok and it did wonders. And, you know, it came to a point where I was just getting job offers wherever and kind of got to pick where I ended up and I grew up in Detroit, so naturally I'm going for the warm weather. Like LA just sounds so nice. So living the dream. I no, dude. I listen, you you could have just stayed in Detroit and eat mom's spaghetti, but now you're eating sushi. <laughs> so it's yeah, uh, I'm I get it. But let me just say you have a good voice. Is this something like was this always your natural voice, or is this something you kind of developed to kind of become this Chris Strong alpha voice? Yeah, no, it's so funny. People ask it all the time. Dude, it was so bad. Like, you have no idea. When I first started, I have tapes. If they're not burned or deleted or something, like, <laughs> it's so bad. I went by Josh, like my name. I, I go by Brew now, but everyone, um, 
when I would do these these air checks, you know, to try to get other jobs and stuff, I listened to him the other day, and it is painful. It's like, hey, when he was Josh, like the highest pitch thing. And I went through puberty, so I don't know where it came from. It was just the repetition and practicing and, like, I don't know, really getting comfortable. I, I think Howard Stern talked about that, where he's like, once you really get comfortable with your voice, like, it just kind of, like, full, fills out. And that's really what's happened. I'm so happy it did. And, um, yeah, you're just, like, trying not to sound like anybody. It's when yeah. you really, like, grow into your voice. And I don't know. Thank God it did, because it was not – I don't know why I picked radio. I It was <laughs> – it didn't make sense back when I started. So with – with social media and you becoming so huge on social, was there was there anything strategic that you did? Because you're saying you were being yourself. You're saying, you know, mm-hmm. you're just kind of doing your job. But was there anything that you were like, oh, this is really working. I want to push into this so that I can keep growing those numbers. Because I feel mm-hmm. like that's one thing that some people don't always realize and they don't understand what their strength is or what their power is when it comes to social. What did you lean into? It's so interesting. It all came so fast and furious. Like there was no plan or anything. Like even for the first videos early on, I was just posting to TikTok because it was easy to edit on. And I was like, I'm going to share it on my Instagram story for my friends. I was doing stupid things like that. But once they really took off and I mean, I think the point where I was like, okay, um, I got to take it serious and like really start to think about it is when I went from, I hit a million and I was like, oh my God, like this is the peak. I've hit a million followers. Like I never in my life would have thought that. And then four days later, I hit two million. I'm like, okay. You got like, a million followers in four, days. in four days? Yeah, it was, uh, that, that was the peak growth, I would say. <laughs> and um, I was wait, like, wait, okay. was it off of one video, like one particular video that was just doing really well? Or no, I was just... doing like three videos a week and they were just, yeah, but there was one, it was the WAP video uh, that's still pinned on my page. That thing got like 30 some million uh, views and they just like, it was in the peak era. I always say right, right time, right place. Like mm-hmm. obviously I prep and I, I like work hard and stuff, but uh, it was peak COVID time for, for TikTok and followers were so easy to get you know it was just no one cared about follows now it's getting tougher with that it's like youtube Mm -hmm. but there was no strategy really but lately it's been a lot more uh i've noticed people love the lifestyle stuff so i'm like i can do a million radio things but once i it's just like radio once you lean into the lifestyle and about me and people get to know the personality it's when they really attach to you and it becomes like you know the connection so well when you so you start to get um, if you wanted to just because some people at home don't really know the monetization of TikTok. If you wanted to, could you rely specific like leave radio and just survive on TikTok income? Yeah, but not based from like TikTok alone, like the creator fund or whatever. It's all the yeah. brand deals, which is so connected to my radio personality that I wouldn't anyways, you know, and I, I love, I genuinely love radio, but I mean, I make more on that than, than radio for sure. <laughs> so I've passed that this year, which is fantastic, but it's just like gravy, you know? You make more money on TikTok with the brand deals than you do radio. Yeah, than my salary. Yep. Which I don't have an agent, which I'm so proud of, by the way. I do all brand deals by myself. Smart um, man right yeah. there. Keep that uh, extra percentage to yourself. Yeah, that 10% makes a big difference, especially with wow. the taxes. Um, it's just, you know, knowing your value. And that's a tough thing that a lot of creators don't have. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed to like have a really good uh, group around me that are also creators. And you kind of like bounce off each other and find out what's the sweet spot for brand deals and what brands are able to offer. It's such a lucrative thing on TikTok now where um, every sponsor is looking at it and trying to, to get onto TikTok. So, you know, it's just um, being smart about it. Now, do so, you do you partner up with other people that are, I mean, besides your girlfriend, yeah. but do you partner up with other people that are huge on social media to keep kind of like 
fueling the interest, fueling the those followers coming in? Because I feel like that has become such an easy way to grow people's following is, hey, let's do a video together. Let's partner up, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's a weird dynamic, though. I mean, the ones that are really uh, – still accruing so many followers is the it seems like it's the new people like the dude axel who's blowing up right now it's just hard to get to him like you can't i mean not like that sounds like strategically but i reached out right away where he was blowing up i was like my radio studio is bigger than your apartment come come swing by if you're in la and uh he did a couple things over the weekend but uh it seems like people are really picky about those things because you're trying to figure out your brand um and then it's the controversies to be honest like the stuff that blows up on tiktok it's always the drama things and that's just like the furthest thing from my brand um i'd say the most helpful thing is that yeah my girlfriend who is also a massive creator like just kind of coming together people love the relationships and that's been the biggest like growth um since the initial like when i blew up on tiktok in 2021 so, so you just said creator is it offensive to say a social media star do you prefer creator no i don't care i just okay. i wouldn't consider myself that it's just like all my like followers or um fans we're gonna call them like they just become your friends like they're so supportive and and there's no negative stuff ever really on my um my content which is great because that's just what i kind of push it's mm -hmm. like the positivity and you know i'm not doing anything that's controversial or anything so i don't yeah whatever the title is then but you're it is weird that's the stars of today though you, yeah, you really you know dude addison's in movies and it's just unbelievable we talk about I, that all the time I see your content on instagram and your photos are like they're nicely done like they're there's mm. like they're they're the filter whatever you do they're nicely done do you travel with a photographer or how does that work for your instagram or how or do you have some do you take a photo send to someone and they fix up and edit it or filter it up how do how does it work for you yeah, I told you I don't have an agent, but I do have a photographer go with me. No, I, I do it all myself. <laughs> no, I uh, I love photography. So it's just been a, t I mean, you scroll down my Instagram page, you'll see the pics that are like, oh, and that's just practice runs, you know, like you figure out what's your sweet spot. You get a filter that you really like. Adobe Photoshop's your best friend, Um, not Photoshop, Lightroom. Yeah. Uh, love that. And my girlfriend is the same. She's so good. If there's some pictures, I'm like, I don't know what it's missing here. I just, I can send it to her and she'll be like, boom, and it looks fantastic fantastic so but are you like i take it, pictures for her too so we're but are you like set up the tripod and then like go back and do something or mm. is it mostly like anna take a photo of me we do go everywhere together so she's she could take pics like you know i just handed the phone if it's a solo picture but the the ones where we're uh together yeah we'll tripod it up that's just so okay. i don't carry a ring light once, <laughs> once you guys started dating though yeah that i i do feel because that was more of your like personal life that you were presenting mm -hmm. to the public and i feel like that following really help blow up too yeah, right absolutely because i feel like two massive creators in the industry getting together I, I felt like everyone wanted to talk about that it was wild we were on e-news which is just disgusting uh we weren't <laughs> on it but they were talking about it. i'm like what is going on it's just like tiktok and we're both such normal people i feel like we're both from michigan we grew up in the same like environment very family and like farm towns and stuff so to us it's just like we met each other at the perfect time and like we were destined to meet each other. But yeah, like you get so many weird comments where it's like fake or, you know, we're just doing it for the views and everything, which is so funny. We just laugh reading them and stuff like that. So, well, in um, this day and age, it's hard to tell what's fake and what's not. And I'm not saying you, I'm just no, saying absolutely. in general, like you see the Harry style dating Taylor Swift and then you find out later, oh, no, this is just publicity sense. So I think wow. people are almost jaded to like be guarded of what's real and what's not yeah like we'll do videos where it's just like she's a big fan of um setting cameras up and she does that she sets it up and we'll like 
go do something and we just forget that we're recording and you get really good candid moments. Like I genuinely forget there's a camera there and people get so mad when you post those are like, you're promoting fake relationships. Like it's not real. It can't be this perfect. And I'm like, all right, I don't know what to tell you, but, but do you, do you tell people like, no, we just set up the camera. And yeah. That's, that's why it's honestly real. Yeah. They just think that's weird. I'm like, I'm okay. Good luck. You're just like trying to remember your best memories. It's nice to have it on film sometimes. So how did you actually meet your girlfriend? Like you guys, like how do you, how do you guys connect? You obviously you're in the same, you're from Detroit, but now you're living in California. But how does it ultimately come down? You guys meet, connect, vibe. How's it how's it go down? Yeah. So besides all the Michigan stuff, we never met um, out there. She was the first one to comment on a video of mine. It was like. I think I was wearing a Michigan hoodie or something. And she was like, oh, fellow Michigander. And I was like, oh, she's verified. I'll follow her. That's wild. Like it's when that was still really cool. This is still is, but to see like a verified person comment on your video. So I followed her back and um, realized, you know, we have a lot in common. And then I wasn't thinking of moving or anything, but when everything kept blowing up, I was like, I really got to think about what's next. And it was between New York or LA and uh, came out here. And of course, when you move out, like that was my biggest worry. I was like, I'm never going to find friends. I'm going to get sucked into some weird, like Illuminati thing. <laughs> but, uh, it's called Scientology. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> slid in the DMs. <laughs> but uh, so she was someone I knew that was like wholesome and positive. And uh, I was like, I moved here. Um, I would love to, to be friends or whatever. And um, we met at a uh, photo shoot thing. I was helping a, a buddy out. We did like a photo shoot. We still have the pictures of everything. We like hopped on this Mustang and um, that picture is going to be iconic. Like it'll be, I don't know, once like 60 years or whatever from now to have that. So cool. That was the first day we met, didn't talk for like four months or whatever. And then uh, the story of it is, is um, I invited her to Lollapalooza because I had an extra ticket. She's the only friend I knew that had the means and the schedule to fly anywhere and do something. She came out and that's where we hit it off. And uh, we've been together ever since, but um the weirdest thing, the weirdest fact, why I believe it's so like um, meant to be is she bought a place in L.A. and it was getting renovated. She didn't live in it for a while. I moved out here and didn't know her or meet her yet. Um, I got my place and then we finally got to know each other. I was like, when are you moving in and where do you live? She sent me the address. It's a block from where I live. And it's like, what are the chances? We live. We're neighbors. So that's amazing. So between the time that you guys hit it off and then you know the four months later and you start dating how long between when you start dating and then you actually go public because i feel like the being public thing is a big deal this day and age so like what was that time Instagram official yeah 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 it wasn't much time it was uh we we still haven't been together that long it feels like i know i feel like when you meet the right person obviously it feels like you're just learning more about someone you've known forever but uh it wasn't long it was probably a few months after we officially started dating privately that we um because it was those teases that were killing us. Like, you know, everyone, every video, you couldn't post anything without people asking, like, yeah. what's the reveal? What's going to happen? Um, and all of that was natural, too. It seemed like we were playing it perfectly. But honestly, it was just us, like, keeping it private for our own, you know, sanctity of the relationship and, and posting tidbits fun. But every creator tells me, like, wow, you guys must have had a schedule and a perfect <laughs> strategy. I'm like, we were just having fun. And she posted way more because she's a lifestyle creator. And I'm like. The radio guy had a lot of projects going. I was I wasn't posting for a while during all that, anyways. And uh, yeah, it just um, became a point where, like, you know, it was more of a job to keep it hidden than it was, and it didn't feel right to like, you know. So how it. do you, so how do you plan out that first post? Because again, oh man, that has to take some time. That when was, you are yeah. two massive creators <laughs> in the industry, and you go, all right, we're going for it. The, the internet's either going to love this or hate it. 
what what goes into that that moment? I, I can't remember why we felt like we needed to, but there was definitely something we're like, all right, we're gonna be doing this. We have to. I think it's because the public was opening up. Like things were opening up. And we were going to events, and shout out to every single creator who we bumped into at events that did not say anything. Anyone could have posted a picture of us. Like we went to Halloween events dressed as cowboys. That was for like Spotify or something. And you, guys, you guys went to um, what was the big Odyssey events? Uh, we can survive. We can survive. We took. That's what, yeah, wait, that's when it started you guys leaking. Weren't, you guys weren't like official at that point, but she was no. there. Yeah, yeah, she was there. Yeah, we were just like I you know, remember. we were we were feeling things out, seeing if it was uh, you know gonna be a thing and um we took pictures with people and there was maybe one or two that's like slipped through a little later on but nothing that was like there you know i found them i spotted them so uh it was like the spider-man thing where they like see his face and they're like we won't tell anyone <laughs> it was one of those things um but anyways planning it it was just uh it became time we're like we're both gonna do it we posted at the same time just like the announcement of like a short video of the past few months kind of like filling in the fans on what we've been up to because you know there was a lot that people don't know about and um it felt so much longer than, you know, what we've been teasing it for. So it just felt right. It just felt like a weird thing to keep And, and what was the instant reaction from people? Well, her video did way better, which I was, <laughs> a, <laughs> I was upset. I did the cutest thing. It was like that. Um, I can't remember the sound, but it was some like cheesy sound that was going on. And it was just a bunch of wholesome pictures. And she had this like more upbeat one. And I don't know, it hit the algorithm, right? And she got like, 30 million views or something crazy mine was like nothing but um (laughs) that's not what it's about we don't do it for that it was just you know an exciting thing to uh to get to do together and and decide on our own time which was the most important part that's a me i mean that's that's crazy that's awesome it's good Mm -hmm. for you i mean it's you guys are now like the uh the the jay-z and beyonce of the tiktok world you know i feel like you guys got it down right now well for i don't know if timing wise who knows when it comes out but we will be working the um the red carpet at the Oscars together. What surprise! You guys so, got an invite <laughs> to the Oscars and the Grammys, but that's that's next. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding. How, Life is nuts. Okay, how did you get an invite to the? What Oscars? are you doing? Who's the this for? Carpet. Some small brand called Vanity Fair reached out, and no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the stuff for them. And um, wait for Vanity Fair? Yeah. No way. Yeah, dude. Oh no. Holy. This is the first inside. Nobody knows this, by the way. Oh, so my. post it tonight. No. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing is trying to find i am not a fashion forward person but i feel so much pressure to try to find stuff yeah like i bought an abomination of shoes last night just as an option they're like they have crocodiles and lions on it and i'm like ah, i just do you get a stylist at this point because if you're there no. for vanity yeah. fair you kind of have to step up your game well this is where having no agent hurts because i try to negotiate a <laughs> budget for that and they're like no they wouldn't even give anna stuff so she's on her own too for it but luckily she's can like you, can you just hire a stylist uh, that's not my vibe <laughs> that's not my vibe i'm i'm very much like on my own i'd like to uh but we were talking about when you said the jay-z thing i was thinking of reliving the jt and britney denim oh outfits, you know denim outfit, the matching denim i love that outfit I, I i dressed up that one year as yeah. well i went as Katy perry and riff raff's version oh, of God. the <laughs> britney <laughs> <What a> twist <laughs> We're uh, Brittany and Justin because they did yeah. the rip off and then we ripped them off. It was pretty yeah, great. Do, it feels a little too Halloweeny for that, so we're gonna pass. <laughs> you have no agent. You have no manager, right? Or you have a manager? I have a radio agent. Okay. Um, but that's it, and uh, everything digital I do on my own. But you know, it's getting to that point where it's just I don't. I, there's not enough hours in the day to kind of like negotiate all my stuff. So it'll be probably soon that I sign like with a representation or something. So how does Vanity Fair? How do they get in touch with you? I got an email in my bio and they send a little thing saying they're interested. Um, 
the best thing is about TikTok and Instagram or no platform really has that, that they have these people who become your like growth strategists or whatever. Um, and I have a fantastic one. I swear she's the best. Um, and I told her my plans. I think that's probably part of the strategy in my mind is like, tell them what you want. Like you're never going to get deals and stuff that you want if you don't express like what you want to do, where you see your career going. And I told her, I'm like, you know, I'm com- most comfortable in the hosting space. Like I have experience. I got to do the uh, Spider-Man premiere for the new one back when that came out. And that was a really good look. And um, I'm kind of at the top of the list from, you know, the TikTok creators. Cause you know, I'm a, uh, whatever, a creator who does good stuff on TikTok, but also I have the skills to host, you know, mm-hmm. I can actually like handle the mic and do the, I'm not phased by the red carpet stuff. So um, I'm really lucky to be kind of on top of people's minds for these opportunities. And, and, that's huge. Yeah, TikTok man. And is. And is it also for the Grammys? Also Vanity Fair? No, we just got invited so for now, but you never know. But we get to attend. What a crazy cool life thing you got going, man. Do you pay for the car service, or do you have to provide your own? We got. I got. Do I got to drive an 09 Chevy Impala, <laughs> and they won't. They won't give me a ride. I'm going to show up to the Oscars with a 09 Impala with 300,000 miles that I shipped from Michigan because I knew it wouldn't make it if I drove, so I shipped it. It cost more than the car to get here, and uh, I'm driving that to the Oscars. So if you see that, it'll Sick. be more of a head-turner than a Lambo. If people see that at the Oscars, you know? so That's, one way, that's the dopest way to roll it. Come really on, because if you're just one of the other black limos rolling, yeah. no one's going to care. I tried to leave it in Compton so I could claim the insurance. No one took it. <laughs> with keys in the car. You and the Compton like, no. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Oh, so man. now that you're doing well, you're you obviously you're, you're doing some really cool things. It's an exciting time to be in your shoes. Are agents and managers reaching out to you all the time saying we want to represent you? We want to have a meeting. How does it work on your side? Yeah, especially now. It's a hectic, hectic time. And I think uh, I'm mean, taking meetings. I do it myself. My, my radio agent I have, he's really um, in line with what I kind of want to do and my values and, and morals and everything. And that's kind of the strongest thing I think with my brand is trying to keep that, you know, Midwest guy. And it's really who I am. I'm not like, you know, I don't know, I don't act nice or anything like that. I'm, I'm truly like genuine to the people I work with and all that. And so making sure I maintain that brand and do the, you know, the, the right plan I want to use moving forward for, um, just opportunities and all that. Uh, he is so grateful to hop in and help out with those and kind of feed through. He's like my BS detector for a lot of these meetings. Um, but yeah, I think I've built a strong enough base, like mentally to be able to tell what's real and what's not, especially going through the first wave of like TikTok stardom where every radio station and everybody was reaching out with opportunities. Um, you kind of just, you know, detect all that stuff, but it's definitely getting hectic now with, with these huge, you know, huge representation things that, have every resource possible and it's like we can do this you can act i'm like i don't really want i don't really want to act or anything but you never know so it's just like thinking long term and, and have an open mind so are we talking to the next ryan seacrest here is that your goal i don't know that seems like what everyone says anyone in radio is like oh me like seacrest i think it's evolved so much more now where um i think the opportunities are endless like having the social following and then have that tied into my radio job like I think it's a valuable thing to be able to, you know, hop in front of a TV screen and, and get to host a show. Like I'd love to do like a food network show or something stupid like that. Or, uh, you know, I am doing like a music competition thing soon, which is kind of like American Idol. So maybe, I guess, <laughs> like, uh, I'm just open to so many different things and, and I'm catching it early. So we'll see where it goes. So who did, who did you look up to when you were coming up in the industry though? Like when you were just on radio and you're going, I, I want that type of career. Who yeah. is your person? Man, Jack or something. It's- yeah, it's no names you would know. I'm, you know, it's all Detroit personalities. Like, uh, there's a guy, 
who I listened to every morning. I went to Lutheran school growing up, but it was like I grew up in a farm town. So I had to drive 30 minutes with my mom to the school that was in the city. And we'd always listen to morning radio. It was this guy named Jim Harper. Uh, he's a legend in Michigan and like Mojo in the Morning, who is uh, a Michigander. Um, it's just those guys that locally really instilled um, maybe the magic of radio. I never knew I wanted to do radio. It wasn't until I got to that school at 18 and they taught you TV and radio. And I just fell in love with the radio side. I was like, wow, it's an actual possibility. Like I can do this. So um, it's odd. It's odd to not be infatuated with it. I feel like, you know, at a young age, but it's definitely grown since being in it. Yeah. you. I'm just thinking how crazy it is that I think you might have more followers than Ryan Seacrest at this point. That to me is wild. Like if you really think about it, you know, with a lot of these, so again, we go back to Adam and I talk about social stars and just their power in the industry and how a TV show is deemed successful now if it gets, you know, 5 million viewers. Oh, yeah. And your videos can get 30 million views. Yeah. Like that to me shows so much power and how social media stars aren't the number one number covered celebrities in the industry. Like it's still about actors and this and that, but I'm like, these are the people with the power. Mm-hmm. These are the people that legit have the biggest fan base and the most loyal fan base. How there isn't more stories about you on E, that baffles me. Mm. It's, it's so interesting. You're so right. I think it's about building that credibility, you know, with uh, the other communities. Because I can't tell you how hard it is to convince, like, radio people to sell certain things. Like, I would do TikToks for radio sponsors if we tied it in with the radio breaks. You know, obviously, the, the commercials here on the radio. And then also, like, a sponsored TikTok. But it's so behind in, like, I'll tell them a number as, like, what I would need to do it. And they're like, oh, my, like, unthinkable. So it's just a lot of catching up. And um, I think a lot of these bigger brands are having to take a look at it because you see the results. Like I have all the results to back it up and like, there's no reason to, to doubt, you know, what we could do on social media. So like, I mean, you get like a, an old school brand like vanity fair, who's hiring me and my girlfriend to work the red carpet. Like they're coming around. Um, That's huge. And we'll see how the reaction is to that. Cause yeah, it's a very old school type of uh, event where I don't think many TikTokers are going to be invited. So we'll see how it goes. But who, who are you most excited to see on the red carpet? Because you've interviewed a, just a shit ton of people throughout your career. So like, who are you actually nervous to interview at the Oscars? I don't know who we're talking to. We have a, a production meeting coming up. So I don't know what the access is going to be. Like, they could just stick us Dude, in the you're corner. you're with Vanity Fair. You're going to have you're right. Oh my God. What are you talking about? I'm trying not to get stressed out about it. I'm trying not to think about it. I just, I roll with it. I just well, think about yeah. everyone goes to the Oscars. We're oh talking God. Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, just think of the crowd yeah. that will be there. Who would you, like, love to interview or be super nervous to interview? It would have to be, like, you think about Leo. That's nuts. Like, I don't even think he's real. Like, to like, <laughs> see him in person would just be one of those out-of-body experiences. I saw him yesterday, Dax. What is it? I saw him yesterday. I forgot to really? Yeah, Where was that? In New York. I saw him on the street. Oh wow! He's, he's, yeah, he's only he's like the easiest guy to spot because like he wears a hat really low and he's like he covers himself so much. You're like, what's going on here? Then you realize it's Leo. It's like he's, he's too much easy. camouflage. That's really funny. Yeah, it's just Over like tries to sell it. He you know I'm a big fan of. Yeah, it's crazy how much he hides. I'm a huge fan of uh, Timothy Chalamet. If I got to see him, yeah. I'd be like, man, you are the next one. Like an honor to speak to you. Um, yeah, big fan of him. Um, but yeah, I'm trying not to think too much about it. Cause that's when I get in my own head. So I'm just going to let it roll. <laughs> let the prep do the work. You know how it works. Uh, you, you do the, you do your homework. You'll, you'll be all right. Do you get starstruck? 
I mean, you've met a lot of people before, yeah. you know, already in your career, in your young career. And I say that because you're only 25 and you've done a lot. But do you get starstruck when you meet some of these people and it doesn't make it awkward or uncomfortable? Or do you use that energy to make the interview better? Yeah, I'm just one big ball of anxiety, like all the time. It's just like always on. But there's something about when you get into the uh, interviewing mindset, I think you do enough. There's just like a flip to switch. So once the mics turn on, it just like soothes. It's a really weird thing but beforehand yeah i'm sweating like crazy um and so nervous and then interview happens i black out i do it it, it turns out good then after i'm like oh you can finally sigh of relief but i don't know i think the starstruck thing's wearing off it would have to be like it's interesting because you know the stars of today are becoming like i think younger than you which is really interesting like i feel like once um the people i'd be starstruck for is like athletes like if i saw you know Michael Jordan or something. I'm like, oh my God. But maybe not to kids nowadays. They're, they see like Bryce Hall and they're like, whoa, you know, and I wouldn't <laughs> feel any kind of way if I saw him. So um, it's just like, you know, who you look up to and who you kind of idolize. You've met a lot of radio people from my experience and Dax. I don't know about you. I've realized, you, you know, from radio people I've met, when the camera, when the microphone's going, they feel, when the radio's on, they feel comfortable. They're, they like talking to people, they're conversational. But when they're off the radio and in person, they're uncomfortable. Like it's awkwardness. Do you, have you noticed that? Like there's a, it's just like a social awkwardness with a, a lot of I radio. I see that with, though, with just a lot of people in the entertainment industry in general, like they feel comfortable in front of the camera. They feel comfortable in their element of acting or hosting or whatever they're doing. And then the camera goes off and there is a bit of social anxiety that I've seen with a lot of people, even again, creators out there, they're more comfortable with their phone in front of their face, but then the conversation, it gets awkward. You see that a lot too? hundred percent. Like yeah. I, I not only see it with other creators, like uh, I see it myself so much. Like I, the stuff I do on TikTok with like the on the video air checks while I'm on the radio or whatever. Um, I would never talk like that. I mean, I, I would, but not like that, you know, like I guess ball of energy and stuff. And yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in like the, um, what are the two things introverted extrovert like the job and this stuff is so extroverted that i'm like i love to do it and it's so fun in the middle but once it's over i'm like i need i need to shut it, it off yeah and yeah. it's hard when my girlfriend is fully extrovert by the way like she can go for days of just talking nonstop. but there's a point where i'm like i need to just like go in the dark room and and like recharge because uh it burns you out at least for like you know when you have those introverted tendencies but definitely it's it's such a on and off thing for a lot of people Who, who's been your best i guess interview to date like someone that not only you were excited but you felt like you just slammed it out of the park with that interview because i, I always find that interesting to just think back to like that was a dope moment for me in my life oh man um i black out so i can't really <laughs> i can't really talk <laughs> on it i just black out but i watched back um Oh, okay. So we did one not too long ago and it was in person, which I really appreciate because even in my career, as I've started to get these big interviews, because, you know, you have the platform like LA and everything, uh, they've all been zoom and that tends to, uh, make it easier. Maybe I don't know. I could do them from my living room and I'm not too stressed about, you know, the appearance or all that, or the body language. I love doing them in person. And we had, um, Ed Sheeran in the studios oh, dope. and he was the best. Like, I, I think it helps when he's the nicest guy in the yeah. world he's the most normal rock star you know he's like as big as it gets but um it was just a conversation that's the best thing you want when they just want to have like a conversation that went so well and it was a long form one it was like over 30 40 minutes of just getting to talk to him and stuff and he was an absolute uh joy to have and talk to and uh yeah you know it's a guy i look up to too so it was a very like i was nervous going into it and 
um, I'm so glad it went well. Jimmy Fallon was a guy. That's someone I look up to, by the way. He is one where I talked to him. And it was only for five minutes, and I had two questions, and I stumbled on both questions because I was so str- I was so stressed about. It. I was like, you know, Brew, my name is High. I couldn't get it out. Right. <laughs> like, um, and uh, but that was another really cool one to do, where I was like starstruck, and um, it did go really well because he's you know so such a pro, anyways, that he makes anyone comfortable. Adam, I've never asked you who's your favorite interview that you've ever done because you've interviewed the biggest of the biggest people on the planet. I mean, I feel like now I'm like trying to one up Brew, but I now let, let's do it. Come on. Uh, I mean, Oprah, uh, Jerry Seinfeld was fun because like he challenged me and I was ready for it and I challenged him back. Uh, but I think Oprah would, you know, any interview with Oprah is always good, you know, especially it, when she's talking about Meghan Markle and stuff like that. It was like really interesting feedback to get that response. What does it mean when he challenged you? What, what is Jerry doing that's, that's pushing you in the interview? Well, Jerry basically, so this is a good story. So Jerry was at the Brooklyn Diner. And again, you're interviewing him in a studio. They're ready for you. They got their hair and makeup done. You know, when I'm doing my interviews, I'm on the street. So it's not that, it's not set up. So, uh, and I ambush, you know, and, and essentially. So Jerry Seinfeld was at the Brooklyn Diner. It was a Thursday morning, I remember. And he came out of the diner and he was unlocking his bike. I go, hey, Jerry, how you doing? And he's like, hey, man. Like, and he's not really – he's like brushing me off a little bit. I go, hey, Jerry, listen. I try to talk to him about Porsches because I know he's a big Porsche fan. And we started talking – you know, he, he basically was like – came at me and said uh, – he's like, what do you think? I do nothing all day? And then I said, no, Jerry, because if you do nothing, it's hard to do nothing because if you do nothing, then you're actually doing something. Then you're not – which is basically one of his bits. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, oh. Okay, now I see what you did. So like <laughs> I basically like I did his bit to him and I caught him and then basically won him over and then it was like chimed in and had fun. So it was like he, he came off in the beginning like an asshole, but I think towards the middle it's like, no, I he looked like the asshole essentially, because I kind of charmed my way into having a fun interaction with him, if that makes sense. That's amazing. Yeah. Like you earned that one. Like that's that's more of a badge of honor because you know, you worked your way into that interview. You didn't get it set up. Like <laughs> that's amazing. But like anytime I interview Oprah, it's always like you could ask her good questions and she answers and she's ready for like the tough questions. Like I always try to butter up. She's like, all right, no, ask me what you want to ask me. And then I ask her the tough stuff and she has good answers. So that's good. I've interviewed her, unfortunately, a bunch of times. But let me ask you, bro. Have you had an interview that you did that you wish it went better? Like and who was that with? Like, you know, like you guys or was it like something you guys did not click? Like just energies didn't match I think no, I, I don't think so. I think I'm uh I think I make sure I'm prepared enough that I can feel the vibe out and take it in a direction where like, okay, they're not gonna answer anything that's like unfortunately any of the hard hitting questions that I want to get into. So let's do the fluff stuff or whatever. But you've never had a, a bad Oh, interview. it sounds terrible. I'm so I'm so fresh to it. I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure I'll have some terrible ones. One which is tough is the language barrier, which you notice like in a world where so many people are becoming stars from different countries um, and there's a lot of K-pop bands and stuff like that. There was one where uh, uh, her name is Lisa from Blackpink. She's huge. Like this interview got 10 million views on YouTube, which is, you know, obviously that's a little bit bigger where it's it's one of those platforms like YouTube. And uh, it was just hard to like communicate, which was like the toughest thing. I'm like trying to process and she doesn't give like the right sayings back. And I'm like, how do I make her look good? Cause you don't want to make them look bad or like stupid or anything. And it's just a language barrier. Um, so that was like the most challenging one. Um, I'm trying to think of bad ones, but I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of it. There was one where I got cut really early. Like the, it was the rec- It's always the record label yeah. people. They're like, you got to yeah. go. And I was in a great question. And they were doing a great thing and they pulled them out. I was like, thanks. Like, all right, bye. <laughs> Couldn't. Uh, so that was upsetting, but I can't remember who it was. 
I, I go back, Dax. One of my favorite ones was my last interview with Conor McGregor, and it was just because it was right after the incident with Machine Gun Kelly at the red carpet at the VMAs. And rather than make the whole interview about that incident, we briefly touched over it, but touched also talked about like who he wants to fight next, about his recovery, about his family. And when we were done, he was like, you know what, dude, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And the fact he goes, let's take a photo together. But I thought like he like wanted me. He's like, no, I want to take a photo with you. And he's like, you're my guy in New York. And that oh, one that's was right. Really he cool. posted it, didn't he? he? Yeah, yeah. So that one was just cool just to have that photo. Wow. So that was – Conor McGregor was cool. But let me ask you this. Back to you, bro. Who is your uh, – you know, is – who is the absolute – you know, I know you just mentioned Jimmy Fallon and Ed Sheeran who are amazing people. But so far in your young career, who was the coolest person you, that you got to interview? Um, uh, you know, I think about – a wonderful woman like Lizzo, who is just a, an absolute firecracker. We'll say whatever you want. Um, we bonded on every level in a way where she asked me out on a date. So that was probably the one where it was like, <laughs> yeah, we we started talking about Detroit and I was like, uh, you know, I'm from Detroit. And she's like, I knew it. I knew there's something about like something about white boys from Detroit hit different <laughs> is what she said. And, um, yeah, was uh, and and we've done a couple since, and every time it, it's always this weird tension where I'm like, I, I'm in a relationship now, <laughs> like we can't be talking like this. But, um, how, but how was the date? Uh, well, listen, that is, I cannot, <laughs> can't guess to tell that. Um, she she got interviewed, you know, that caught on on the social world, and somebody else interviewed her, and and uh, they were like. Yeah, I heard you and Brew got something going on. Would you like to to send any message out to him if he sees this? And she said, "You can tell them my back is fixed now." I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" <laughs> I was like, "I have the clip." Um, so that's like, you know, I'm sorry, blushing now, but that she's wild. She's so she's so fun. She's great. Who was the strangest person you talked to? Like the one who's like, "Man, this person is very unique." Lil Nas X was really interesting. Um, he's very thoughtful, and I think smart like he's super smart with marketing and everything um but low energy compared to what you see on his socials and on stage and everything and he was just like the most mellow like low energy guy and i'm prepping for this interview like this is going to be wild like we're going to talk about the devil's shoes we're going to go into um all these different things and he just was just wanted to talk about like he made a children's book and it was just like i'm like wow um, really strange vibe too. It was one of those that I wasn't like had a full backup of questions for someone like that. He came into the Odyssey Beach Fest oh, backstage, yeah. very chill. Same mm -hmm. thing, like walked off the red carpet where it was like wild and everyone's screaming into backstage. He was like, "Hey guys, hey, right? Good to see you. Thanks for being here." I was like, "Yeah, well, who is this guy?" Because you just expect that over the top personality that you see on camera. And it's not like that. The second the camera started going and the interview started, he brought it back up. But it was weird to see what he is like when the cameras aren't rolling. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of, um, you know, persona and just what you put out there. Doja Cat was interesting, too. We got to do it at We Can Survive, the Odyssey thing. And I don't know what to expect. Again, I was like, she's one of the biggest stars in the world. She hasn't done many interviews. She does more lives than any artist in the world on, like, TikTok and Instagram. But to get to interview her, she was very, like, I woke up an hour ago. She was late. She's like, I just woke up an hour ago before this performance. Like, I don't even know who's here, who's performing. I was like, this is odd. Like, it really is like a, a world where, like, she has all demand right now. She could just, you know, doesn't have to do anything. She just shows up. Incredible. Yeah.
that's funny. It, I, mine would be it's funny when the weekend first came out. The weekend is doesn't do interviews. That's like his mo. Like, oh, he doesn't do interviews. I was like, okay, I didn't even know who he was. And his manager was like, hey, do you want to interview the weekend? You'll get one question. I'll make him say one thing to you. I'm like, okay. So he came out of the hotel. I was like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, good. And then he just jumped in the car. Like, I didn't know what to say to him. I had one question. Was the question? <laughs> oh, you did. You, you didn't even know. You used the question. How you doing? Good. But he's also, but he's very, very nice. Like, he's good to the fans. He's, like, approachable. Like, so I was very surprised, like, how the weekend kind of, like, go. Like, you don't really hear him talking as much. You just hear him singing. And But he's very nice to the fans. Like, he does photos and he's I good. I think my most awkward interview was with Jared Leto. Oh, really? Super awkward interview. It was him and his brother. And this was like a long time ago. It was like right when I was kind of new in the industry. And we had to do an interview in an elevator. I know it sounds super weird, but it was in an elevator because that's kind of like the joke behind it. We were doing interviews in there. And I asked him about Lindsay Lohan because they were supposedly like dating at the time. Oh, it did not go well. (laughs) (laughs) He literally like dropped the microphone, looked at me, and he like gave an eye to his brother like they were going to beat the shit out of me in the elevator. And then they started laughing. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) But I shit my pants during those five seconds of like, so they were doing a God, they're going to they're going to fucking kill me right now (laughs) because of Lindsay Lohan because of Lindsay Lohan and asking about Lindsay Lohan. But uh, no, they joked and afterwards, but damn. And That's I so thought funny. I was like, I'm going to get fired day one asking about Lindsay Lohan here. Hey, you got to throw it out there. Kanye would be a good one right now. That's oh. one I would want to interview. Uh, have you done yeah. a thing with Kanye before? I've done some stuff with Kanye. I mean, it depends what kind of mood he's in. You know, again, the, every year it's a different. Every time you see him, he comes to New York. Well, it's it a depends on guy. what he's promoting. That's the exactly. difference. If so he's promoting he's something, super- he'll talk. Man, yeah, I've had him when he's super cool, and I've had times where he's just like, he doesn't, he like, you'll be standing there, and like, he acts like you just don't exist, and it's like mm-hmm. weird. So, um, wow. but sometimes like he'll talk to you. Like I've had like really good conversations with him. It's just I've been doing this long enough now. Like on the again, you're in a studio. It's a nice environment. I'm on the streets where it's like it's crazy to see like people like The Weeknd and Kanye because I remember seeing Kanye at parties and they would be like, oh, there's Kanye West. And he was just like that guy in the corner to now he's an enigma. He's like a he's like a super it's he's not real. It's it's there's just some energy. Around I don't want to talk just, about Kanye. I'm so Kanye <laughs> I just finished, out in this world. I'm sorry. I just watched Genius and uh, that was on Netflix. You didn't catch that? Yeah, no, I, like, I <laughs> it was fantastic. But no, I mean, I he's he's a genius is what he is. Genius. But I, I, I can't sorry. handle him too much anymore because it's just oversaturation of Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Hey, tell well, me. Let's move on to Pete Davis. No, <laughs> <laughs> we, we love Pete, actually. Yeah. Uh, no, tell me. Have you met the Emilio's? Yeah. Oh, are yeah. They, of course. I forgot like? about that. Uh, they're fantastic. There are. It's so odd because we've kind of like you experienced that social media stardom. They're on a different kind of level. They're mm-hmm. like unbelievable. Um, most normal people. Like I wish them nothing but the best because they're. I've been to Dixie's house. Like she is an angel, and uh, we've developed a relationship early on where um we were just mutual fans of each other's stuff, and uh, that's the most fun part. I feel like becoming the radio guy on TikTok. Um, I guess they kind of turned to me and like those interviews i kind of get a lot of first stuff which is so fun and uh now she's you know trying to get into the the music business and, and be successful with it and all that so uh yeah you, they're just the nicest people even her parents lament the parents they're so smart and just yeah doing all the good things for their their kids which you got to appreciate is it can i ask you something weird because and i i say it's because you're in radio so i feel like you're a fair person to say you know i love music but in some ways when i listen to songs now i'm like man that's a TikTok song. It's not even a real song to me. 
So did TikTok ruin music or did music enhance TikTok? Like, how do you, what are your thoughts on about like Doja Cat? Like, I feel like her songs are like TikTok songs. Like they're not real songs to me anymore. What she talked your- about that somewhere. She was like, I write these songs for the hooks and I figure out the rest later because she knows they're going to be probably viral moments, which is such an interesting way to think about music. I ask this question all the time to artists. I'm like, does that play in your mind where a song like, even Frank Ocean's Lost, where it's blowing up now, it's like, oh my God, a song can get big off of just this app and it can make people's careers like it's done for um, a ton of young artists already. Um, but it doesn't play in the process. At least that's what they tell me. They're like, no, you, you're making the art for what it is and what you want to make. And then you let TikTok do the rest if it's like a promotion tool, really. They always use it as like a tool. Um, and I think that's the way to be. I mean, I don't know if it's ruined music. I think it's just a new age. If anyone's writing songs like like Charlie Puth, you know, how he's he's yeah. building his songs mm-hmm. on TikTok. It's just he's making his songs and then making the videos. You know, he's not doing that for the video. Um, so, yeah, I just think there's more exposure to it. And it makes you hate songs faster. You know, because <laughs> you hear them nonstop. I like, yeah. <laughs> You're at a Dua Lipa concert. Everyone's just doing the TikTok dance. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's funny, Adam, is I, I don't think that TikTok necessarily ruins a song or there. It doesn't feel like a real song because a lot of these people are putting out their song on TikTok to get it mm-hmm. to a place where then it goes to radio. I think it's easier when the song blows up on TikTok to get it onto radio these days because then they know, oh, there's an audience. There's a there's people craving the entire song. I think it's just a different world we live in where now TikTok can make or break a song or reinvent a song. I mean, yep. Fleetwood Mac, the amount of songs that have now come back onto the charts thanks to TikTok. It's wild. Yeah. Dreams played on top 40 for like a week. And I was like, what is going on? As an old soul, I love to yeah. see it, but like it's unbelievable. And it's just another way to get it out there. But yeah, it's always the the part too. It's never the full song. It goes viral. It's always like there's a weird lyric that someone twists into a trend, like with the lyrics. Um, or just an interesting sound. Can we skip to the good part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, okay. I was trying to swipe away from that. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned Alex Weber before. You know, obviously mm-hmm. he's a TikTok star. He's blowing up. I don't understand why he blew up or how he blew up. You know, you're very familiar with this world. Why do you think he blew up and how did he actually blow up? Yeah, Axel, the the guy out in um Axel Weber, yeah. Yeah, interesting name, but he's uh I don't know. Like it, it, you could throw stuff around where it's like the algorithm is pretty messed up. If you know what I mean? Like where uh, sometimes attractive people can just blow up on it or something like that. And who knows? I mean, if that's true or something, I mean, I hope this says something about me, you know? but um, Axel is like, uh, he he's one of those guys where at least from what I interpret it, like there's some energy about him where he's just so there's like golden retriever energy. You know, you hear that <laughs> <laughs> people love that stuff. Um, and it's always the, the people that really build up those huge audiences. It's something so different. And it, it started with those tiny apartment tours and it's something that you don't really see. And, and now he's catching flack for it because it's like, you know, he's getting accused of glorifying poverty or anything. And he came from like a, a, a wealthy family, but that's just like people. It's so sad that he first started, he had no followers and, you know, his first video got millions and he's the biggest person you root for. And now he gets flown out to LA and he's meeting with Lionsgate and all these cool opportunities are happening and people are like trying to tear him down. So, um, I was talking to some like professor who teaches these things about it. And he says, 
like when does it switch from you root for them to where you're 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 not rooting for them anymore and it becomes a jealousy thing like that when they so when they pass the success that you think you can reach is when you start to to hate on them and he's done that so quick that people you know kind of turn on him but um he'll be fine like he's he's already you know to the moon with all this stuff he'll be in movies soon i'm sure which is unbelievable so you know now that you've had so much success what was that thing that was your first big purchase like you spend some good cash on. I mean, you've got your car with 300,000 miles on it, but what, what was that thing that you're like, this is amazing. I'm, I'm yeah. actually buying this right now. I don't spend money. I do not. And it's been a year. It's only been a year, by the way. So like, I don't know what to do. I'm just, this is the first, there's not a vacation. Yeah, there's that's not... exactly what I was gonna go. So, um, I had the incredible opportunity, um, to surprise my sister. She is a senior in college. She's about to wrap up and then dive into the workforce and work for the rest of her life so i was like i'm gonna treat her and uh she flew out to la to visit for spring break and when she showed up with her bags i was like all right don't, don't unpack we're gonna hop on another plane and go to hawaii so i got to do that nice. um and it was my first time too um anna came with me her, uh, my sister's boyfriend came so i got to do this this whole trip like kind of you know on me which was so exciting to do because it never in my life would i thought that'd be a possibility and um, we got to experience that together because neither of us have been. So that, that's the only big thing where I was like, you know, whoa, like I looked at the receipts. I'm like, all right, uh, time to get back to work. It's a little, <laughs> a little uh, expensive, but um, no car. I rent, which is, you know, that could be the big purchase. You know how it is out here. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. The shoes for the Oscars mm-hmm. that I bought, those are pretty expensive. <laughs> the, the crocodile ones I mentioned with the tigers on it. Regret that. <laughs> where are they from, by the way? I don't even know. I just some store I'm not supposed to be in. <laughs> <laughs> well, bro, I, I appreciate coming on. It's always nice talking to people that are uh, more successful than me. Oh man, um, it's uh, yeah. Dax and I like to this. Dax and I's new podcast is going to be called uh, "Talking to People That Are Younger But Doing Better Than Us." Wow. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? There's something about a humble title that sucks you in, you know. And if I ever get confronted on the street from you, that's how I'll, I'll know I made it. So. I'll be up there. Trust me. Let me know your flight. Everyone else does. Come on, help me out. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Honestly, man, it's honest. It's it's really cool to talk to you. You're doing some really cool things, and uh, you're you're working hard. I mean, it's a uh, you're not just. It, it sucks that, and, and I say this. It's not you. Like I don't see you. It's some people see you as a, t- a social media star. But like no, you're a host that has become famous on TikTok. So I commend you on that. I think it's very cool, and it's it's very inspiring. So I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. No, I appreciate it so much. And I love the the kind words. It's nice to, you know, lift each other up. We all could use it. So thank you so much for uh, having me. This is fun. This is one of the first podcasts I've ever done. So like, kudos Look to at you guys. Us go. Yeah. Look at us <laughs> I don't go. do many. You gotta, you gotta keep it, you know. We, we get, we're getting you on your rise so that when you are, you know, on top of the world, we can be like, we got Brew when he was, when he was, you know, at the bottom, which is bottom, by the way, which has 4 million followers. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, not, not our bottom, but your bottom. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Okay. I was like, wow, you guys are killing it. What are you talking about? No, it's amazing. It. No, thank it's you so much, honestly, for stopping by. Yeah, yeah. And, Brew, one last thing. Can you just, for us, can you do a TikTok with Dax for our Hollywood Raw account just to see how big it gets? <laughs> yeah, I'll send, my, I'll send my rates to him. We'll let you know. <laughs> it's always fun when you get to do an episode. Like, I know you guys are in studio together. But, uh, hey, man, he's doing – this guy is – he's the next Ryan Seacrest. Dude, he's killing it. He is crushing it so hard. Like, he, he's being humble, but the guy is really doing well. I, I know for a fact people are reaching out to him left and right to, you know, work with him. And I, he's got this incredible following on social media and – People are just in love with his personality and uh, in love with 
him and Anna's relationship. I mean, the guy is just killing it right now. He's in a good position. I mean, just to have like the agents and managers calling you nonstop, but the, you know, you wonder how much of it, you know, from being on that side, not like I've gotten those calls, but like he's now probably taking a bunch of meetings. Like, all right, who's the real deal? Who's bullshit? Who's actually going to work for me and who's not? So he, it's, he's in a good position and to do his own deals, he's, he's saving a lot of money. Amazing. Amazing. I, let's get, let's just realize how pathetic we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting the invites to the Oscars ourselves. <laughs> They're reaching out. Wow, cool is that? But listen, th- I make shout out to Brew. Uh, uh, follow him, uh, Josh. Follow him on Brew on the radio at on Brew on the radio. If you're not following him, to see his content that is going viral. Uh, you can actually, if you guys like entertainment news, if you like those celebrity videos that you can't find anywhere else on the internet. Follow the Hollywood Raw podcast on TikTok and our YouTube. Subscribe to the page, like it, follow some stuff. We got videos that you can't find anywhere else. If you want to see the old school celebrity videos that you see back in the day, well, we have it here, and it's uh, it's really cool stuff. Um, yeah, follow us on all social media platforms. Leave a review is the best thing to do to support us. Follow me at, at Adam Glynn, G-L-Y-N. Follow Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. We'll see you guys next time. A Huda Media Production.